Welcome to the Hunters of the Video Game Podcast, uh, Born of the Monster Community. We're going to be talking about the Game Awards uh, tonight and everything that that uh, was announced and all the awards and stuff. This is your host, Fortwan, joined by Sasha. How you doing? Pretty good. Pretty good. How are you? I'm okay. Uh, no kids this weekend, so it's mostly been wow. Aside from the billable work I had to do for two hours today. Dad decided that we uh, we had to do some work today, and I was gonna be honest, not very happy about it because I wanted a relaxing Saturday when I didn't do anything important. <laughs> I also wanted a relaxing Saturday, but my mom really wanted somebody to go Christmas shopping with her, so that's what I did today. Yeah, that's yeah, I get that. Uh, and Ace, how you doing? Doing good. I've got. Uh... My Culver's Buffalo Tenders and some cheese curds. I've had, uh, I think I've had their Buffalo Tenders about once a week, every week since they've come back. Nice. So, like, when COVID was going on, they started having supply issues and then they just completely dropped off the face of the earth. And then, like, a couple weeks ago. Mm Mm-hmm. I just happened to go to uh, Culver's for lunch, and, and you saw I saw that they back. were back on the they were like back on the board, and not just like a temporary sign that was like printed in next to the original tenders. And I was like, "I'm order these, order these now. right away, give yeah. give them." And I like, as I was waiting for them in the drive-through, I started messaging my coworker Jaden because. He also likes them, and that was something we'd talked about. And I was like, hey, are you available? Hey, where are you? Hey, hey, guess what? Guess what? <laughs> emergency, emergency. <clears throat> Culver's has bu- <laughs> buffalo yes. wings again. Yes. Oh, man. They are they are delicious. And then I uh, told my other coworker about them, and he tried them, and he really likes them. So, yeah. Nice. Um, so... Uh, for the longest time, so Wednesdays, we I go out and I play Flesh and Blood, and it's actually lately been Pokemon since my Flesh and Blood community has totally died. Mm-hmm. Um, I, uh, so I I go out and hang out with my buddy Jared at the game store. We hang out till he closes, and then we go home, and we always grab Burger King on the way home. And they started this like Royal Crispy Chicken sandwich that's like much better than their normal crispy jam chicken chicken sandwich well yeah because it's like actual chicken chicken tenderloin and not just like yes the mushed up giant separated and pressed together yeah yeah giant chicken meat patty um so they had a barbecue and and cheese one and i loved it like i was like this i'm looking forward to the to the Burger King barbecue and cheese one every day that I that I go there, and um, they kept all of the the whole all of them all of the sandwiches that were these like three I think three ver- variations of this new BK chicken, except mm-hmm. the one that I liked. That that one That's did a not bummer. make the permanent menu. Yeah. So usually how it I goes, went, unfortunately. I went back to my <clears throat> usual burger before that. <laughs> well, my favorite uh, fast blah. food right now 
mm-hmm. is they have a red velvet cold brew at Tim Hortons, which is mm. amazing. Oh, it's oh, so okay. good. And you want to know what the now, best part is? Way shorter is line a, than Starbucks. Is it a coffee? I can imagine. Is it cold, cold yeah, it's brew a, or coffee? Yeah, cold brew is coffee. Okay. Didn't and know then, that. Not a coffee and then they or do, a tea drinker. They do like a cold foam on the top that's red mm-hmm. velvet flavored. And By I don't know what they do to the coffee to make it pink, but it's pink. Hmm. And they have By my this... understanding, Tim Hortons, isn't it sort of like Starbucks, McDonald's, and another place just sort of co- Dunkin' Donuts I combined think it's, together? I think it's Burger King. <clears throat> I think whoever owns Burger King bought Tim Hortons. Well, no, I mean, like, mm. just sort of like the type of food. Oh. It's sort of like a mix of, like, Starbucks, Dunkin' Donuts, and McDonald's. Yeah. Maybe not McDonald's. But... I... I but, never yes. go to Tim Hortons for food. Like, if you're in Tim Hortons, my understanding, you're going there for coffee. Like, Oh, they have a food... really good breakfast sandwich right now that is a maple waffle for the bun. Uh, oh. I do take that back. I have heard about the breakfasts there, but I don't go there. There's They have if, decent if we have sandwiches to go there, for lunch, too. It is super out of the way. Like, really far out of the way if I have to go. There's one Tim Hortons and chill coffee. And it's, like, in the middle of the busiest street. So, like, we we don't we don't go that way for breakfast ever. That's not a possibility. Yeah, and we don't. When I, when I used to live in Dayton, I used to actually stop at a Speedway that was beside a Tim Hortons. But I always thought of them as coffee because I don't drink coffee. So I would actually pick up the breakfast sandwich at the Speedway <clears throat> and not tim hortons so that that was a that was a poor choice on your part because tim hortons breakfast sandwiches are the best it was it was a poor choice for two years that i did that two years that but i will say this there was a line around the tim hortons every time too because it's the best but i did not want to be in that line so no i just uh i found a tim hortons kind of it's not like out of the beaten path, but it's, I live in the suburbs and everything is busy. So I found a mm. Tim Hortons that is not so busy and it has a nice little private like side entrance that I like to take. So, you know, it's like my me okay. time on the weekend. Yeah. It looks like I'd have to with donuts to, for my uh, kid and everyone's happy. It looks like <laughs> I'd have to go further North to be able to acquire one because Michigan apparently has 205 locations, but the on their website for it, it does not list Wisconsin at all. Michigan, uh, it's a good place to be. We've got everything. <laughs> just, yeah. just, just avoid Detroit. Just avoid that area. Why? Oh yeah, I got it's I got some bad. videos I could send you. Uh good for <laughs> good for urbexing though. That's There's... that's the that's the Ohioan coming out in me the the whole. Have you guys Ohio watched Barbarian yet? I have not. No. Oh, watch it. It's it's set I have in Detroit. Listened... Gotcha. Yeah, I have listened to the podcast on the horror version about that. I was episode. actually just watching. Uh, I didn't finish it yet. I was actually just watching Gone Girl for the first time, and I think they used uh, just based on the look of the escalators. I think they used Rolling Acres. For footage in there. Hmm. I don't know. I I read Gone Girl. <clears throat> I half paid attention to the movie, but I'd have I have to look. 
I just noticed because mm. I've like urbexing and exploring dead malls and dead retail stores and stuff like that is like a guilty pleasure of mine. Like I love the proper people and uh, Dan Bell, Bright Sun Films. I like Dan Bell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he uh, he's gone to he went to Rolling Acres before it was demolished and just based on the look of the layout in because in the scene it's in nighttime so it's all dark and you can't see much except for like the flashlights i think i think it was rolling acres i'd have to double check Hmm. okay but yeah detroit detroit has a bunch of like tons of universities middle elementary and high schools that are abandoned uh, I think hospitals and definitely some automotive plants that are possibly still up. Like one of the most famous is the uh, Packard plant, which they had uh, some, I think he was South American, some like millionaire or billionaire or whatever. He was looking to invest in and revitalize the area. And then that fell through in the, the city's trying to like hold, hold him accountable for that. Because, like, obviously, if you're going to <clears throat> drum up that interest and start creating publicity for it, and then it's just going to fall through, like, that's not a good look. And that further, mm-hmm. like, jeopardizes the area. And it just mm-hmm. sort of sits there for even longer than it possibly could if they revitalized it. I mean, Dayton isn't that much better. Dayton's an old manufacturing town. There's several factories just sitting there dead. Yeah, you can just I mean, see them from the free highway. I mean, we have a trade agreement thanks to a uh, reformed Rabbi Bill Clinton that we could thank for that. Since a lot of those uh, oh, yeah. manufacturing and trade jobs went overseas, and manufacturing and industrial jobs in the U.S. friggin' mm-hmm. basically deadline. Flatlined. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, speaking about that that reference, uh, let's get into the game awards. Hell yeah. uh, what an awesome segue! <laughs> you did it. You did it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, this went on Thursday. Uh, I watched it, but I but I will preface I was wa- I was playing WoW uh, and on a chat with friends while we were watching it together and playing WoW at the same time. I don't know if. My friend Ricky was actually playing WoW, and he was just watching, or, I know, we were all doing our own thing. Mm-hmm. And um, another one of friends of mine was just uh, listening to us talk about it. While I, And I would, anytime something came up that interests me, I'd go off and take a note. I have 34 lines of notes, so pretty good, solid page. Uh <coughs> Uh, of, of a lot of things that I felt were worth uh, talking about. There were game announcements I didn't even write down because I was just like, meh, whatever, you know. But a lot of them, I don't know. We were, It was fun. To, uh, I, I did put out in the Discord, you know, for people to watch together. I got no feedback, so I just did something else instead of just sit there yeah, by myself. Yeah, I was uh, <laughs> Mr. Momming it the whole week, so. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, you got a new kid. <clears throat> So, well, I was, I took off the whole week those, just to help Andrew those days are back busy. to uh, working, so mm. it was a little bit more involved than usual. Gotcha. Yeah, I I do remember when uh, my ex went back to work. That was that was <laughs> yeah. a time. 
so uh, I'm not. I didn't really distinguish between the pre-show and the start of the show. Uh, I don't think that really matters. They to me, it just starts with whenever mm-hmm. the pre-show goes. Um, so it, it's, it did, I do. I didn't write this down, but I do distinctly remember. I don't remember her name, but the the pre-show hostess uh, looked like a pink flamingo in her dress. Like it was just pink feathers. Was that dress, and it was insane. We we were talking about that dress for like ten minutes. My friends and I. <laughs> We we're like, what is <laughs> what is that? Um, it wasn't bad. It was just I don't know, shocking. Um, so the first uh, the first thing that that really caught my eye was actually the uh, Family Game Award, and uh, I was actually really surprised and um, really excited that Kirby and the Forgotten mm-hmm. Land won this award. Um, I feel like that's a game that's going to get lost in a lot of people's game of the year lists and that, that kind of discussion when we talk about 2020 as a year. Um, Kirby and the Forgotten Land is a whole new style of a Kirby game that did mm-hmm. really well, and but it happened so early in the year. Um, now, I'll say this. I don't think it, as far as the game awards should have been up for the game of the year award or anything. I think there was too many other strong contenders, but, um, Kirby, the forgotten land, solid game. I'm glad that it got nominated yeah. and won. I'd um, say over, I'd say that probably the next closest one, even though I haven't played it, probably would have been Splatoon three. Um, just because speaking from yeah, I have Splatoon three and I haven't yeah, played just it from yet. speaking from like personal experience and opinion, Lego Star Wars: The Skywalker Saga, while good, I think is mm-hmm. kind of hollow in a lot of ways because sure, one of the I do remember you saying that because yeah, you were one of the it. major things that I and other people miss is the character creator. I haven't played it in sure a while now but as far as i know they still don't have it where you can create your own character and swap in all the different pieces that you want and whatnot um yeah i don't know if i feel like there should maybe be a multiplayer component to it as well but we'll see maybe next 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 time around they'll uh make it a bit better now, I don't have... The, most of my notes are going to be in order because I wrote them as I saw them. Um, but I will say this because I didn't write this down. But I do appreciate you mentioning it. I didn't write down the best multiplayer. Splatoon 2... Mm-hmm. Splatoon 3 won that for best multiplayer. Uh, which is surprising considering it was up against stuff like Call of Duty and stuff like that, which would more traditional entrance well, in that category. I've seen a clip today of... Uh... Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 online of people diving out of windows and instead of having a downward arc like you think it would, they literally just go straight across a 10 plus foot gap and then are able to take down people they otherwise wouldn't be able to take out. So I think uh, I think there's some issues to iron out there, possibly. Uh... Did I tell you about my favorite kill I've ever done in a Call of Duty game? Hmm. Was in that game? 
The one where I dove off a roof on accident. I don't think so. So I was playing and I was trying to I was trying to level up my sniper stuff. So get it to max level and then gold it. So I was I was playing the uh playing with a sniper rifle and I saw this guy below the building running towards the back of the building, which is where the ladder up was where I was. So my idea was to run, dive, like you were saying, do the do the dive and <coughs> land on my stomach and look down from the roof and mm -hmm. shoot him. That is not what happened. Um I ran, I dove off the building because I uh overshot it landed in front of him on my stomach and panicked and no scoped him in the nuts and got the kill and i was laughing well that's <laughs> that sounds like a better executed version of the aim for the bushes scene from the other guys yeah yeah it kind of was but you can't i don't think you can die from fall damage in call of duty Maybe you can, um, but I, I don't. It wasn't like a tall <coughs> roof, anyways. It was a one-story yeah. thing. But yeah, it's. It was so funny. Um, so yeah, uh, Kirby and the Forgotten Land. Uh, the next one, which is a big announcement, which I thought, uh, again, I didn't distinguish between pre-show and normal show, but best performance, Christopher Judge mm -hmm. for Kratos. Um, awesome. Uh, I don't know if he won it last time, but he was certainly nominated did, last time. Because I remember he made a speech about how it was sort of like an apology to his kids or something like that. I'd have to go back and look at it, but I'm pretty sure he won for that. Yeah. Yeah, e either way, I mean, his voice acting for Kratos has been really good. I haven't got to play the new one yet. It is next in my PlayStation 5. I finished mm -hmm. Stray today. So after I finish uh, some other game that isn't on the PlayStation, whether it be on the Switch or the PC, I will go back and play God of War as my next one to play. So I, um, I do enjoy Christopher Judge. I think a lot of people enjoy him from his Star uh, Stargate days as uh teal uh as well so he's a been a known actor in, in in sort of like the nerd realm for a long time so it's nice to see and his speech was really good his speech was i heard he got very emotional he did he, he very much did i will say we had a laugh at so his his co-star which plays the son in in the game it showed the reaction. He was also nominated, too. Uh, I don't know his name. Sonny Soljic. Yeah. So Sonny, the they were looking at... They do the thing like they do in the Academy Awards where they put the camera on all the other nominees watching the reaction. And Sonny looked <laughs> salty. Like, he was, like, angry looking to begin with and then during the speech you can see he's really lightened up but like when it was first announced that if it was christopher judge like sunny's face was like like that meme from like the olympics where the the gymnast got second or third place where she's just like mm. like yeah yeah it was like that level of like okay 
<laughs> and I was like, oh boy, okay. Someone's uh, my my friend Ricky was watching with me was like, someone's salty. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it was it was a good laugh. The other game on this list, Immortality, I was surprised to see on here, but uh, Manon Gage, I'm sure I'm saying her name wrong, who was also nominated mm-hmm. for this, she is really good in that game because um, it's mm-hmm. a full motion video game and she, it, there's four, that vi- is four movies. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. four movies in that game and she plays a different character in every single one they're all supposed to be like very controversial parts and i Mm -hmm. recommend it it's on game pass okay uh i will say that uh i i feel like uh poor plague tale uh got nominated for so many things and went up against god of war so many times and lost um so the actress who played the main character in plague tale uh, was also nominated and it would have been nice to see her win because she she does a good job at least in the first one i'm in the same boat i haven't i played the first plague tale and the first god of war i haven't played both and i own both of them and haven't finished both or started either of the other t- sequels yet so plague tale i think is what i'm gonna what i'm gonna play after god of war mm-hmm. if i can i think i don't know there's a there's not a lot left in the year and jamming a bunch of things before the end of the year for the game of the year thing is kind of how I do it, uh, uh, un- unfortunately, sometimes. So we'll see. Um, the next uh, the next thing that was announced was the next Supergiant game, which, you know, beloved developer uh, Hades. Um, what was the first one they did? I, it's Bastion. Uh they were known for, you know, they're known for a lot of really good games and Hades being one of them. And then they call first they say death to Kronos. And I was like, okay, so what's going on? Feels like the same sort of mythology watching the trailer go on. Um, and it ends up being Hades mm-hmm. too. And you are playing uh, a direct sequel, I guess. Uh, I don't know who the character is per se. I think they hint to hint towards, uh, some sort of familiar relation mm-hmm. with Hades, but we'll we'll figure it out. Um, a lot of people are super excited about this. I'm going to be playing it. Uh, Pan is over the moon. Pan was like freaking out in the Discord uh, the day after, or maybe it might have been that that night. Um, yeah, it's just it's a, it's a surprise. It's awesome that the you know Super Giant was able to follow up on it. Um, not much else to say about that new game announcements that, you know, we can be excited about them, but they're not most of the time. It's just a trailer. So not much to say. Um, have you played Hades yet? Uh, Sasha, I have not. My husband, pretty likes fun. It, but okay. I have not played it. And I like the, uh, graphic novel. Art I don't know. Style there's, there's, there's well. fast pace. Yeah. I mean, not, not, it doesn't seem that to be Sasha's kind of game. She doesn't no. tend to. She likes methodical play. Mm-hmm. It seems. Yeah. So, uh, moving on, um, Judas, uh, which is from the Bioshock developers, was announced. Um, 
Looked interesting. Not sure if I'll pick it up. <coughs> it's noteworthy mm -hmm. uh, that the Bioshock team is making another game. Or is it the team? I don't even know if it's the same publisher, but they said from the makers of Bioshock. So mm -hmm. that was a big selling point. It was a pretty flashy, cool trailer that looked going to be like another first-person immersive sim, just like Bioshock. So looks pretty good. Uh, this is more up your alley, Sasha. Did you? I have. This one at all? I wrote it down. Haven't watched the trailer yet. Okay. You might like it. It's very neon, though. Very neon green. I did rewatch the trailer just before we went, and I, there's a lot of neon green to it. Um, next was uh, an announcement from the Bayonetta team, uh, Little Tiny Angels being the team of developers at Platinum Games. Uh, Bayonetta Origins, Sereza uh, and the mm -hmm. Lost Demon. Or something like that. Uh, comes out in March. I didn't expect that. A total different style of a Bayonetta game. Uh, first of all, you're playing as young Cereza. You're playing not as the uh, femme fatale that she normally is. You're playing as an innocent little kid trying to survive in a scary woods. Uh, it's a very different style of game for them. Also, it's not in the third person spectacle fighter style. It is a more like an isometric. Mm -hmm. More like something like Hades. Um, so that's, that's interesting. Um, having literally just finished the, uh, bio, uh, the Bioshock, no, Bayonetta three this week. Um, this kind of was surprising to me because Bayonetta three just came out this year and it's like, yeah, next year we have another game. It's like, how long did you guys take to make Bayonetta three? I think it was like <laughs> three or four years. And then like you get out Bayonetta three and game a new game the next year it's like oh okay cool um well i mean i, I have a lot clear, to say about yeah once you clear controversy with uh your voice actors then stuff starts to fall in line and get knocked down pretty quickly i'd say yeah did you see the fallout from that <clears throat> did you yeah, see uh, what happened afterwards how she's effectively like ended her career essentially yeah yeah, and I'm not going to say that that was a good thing because she did a very good job in the first Bayonetta mm -hmm. games, but, like, um, I can't remember her name right off the top of my head, but the actress who ended up doing Bayonetta 3's voice did a very good job. Like, it's not that much different from 1 and 2. Like, the amount of different is, like, the amount of different that, that two sounds mm -hmm. from one. Like, it's yeah. not that far off. And you can just ch chalk that up to how they record audio if you if you didn't know the story. Um, turns out that the whole thing was not really in the original voice actress's favor to begin with. Like, <coughs> I don't know how much that's colored, you know, by you know, the corporations having a more of a way to manipulate and do things, but didn't sound like it was a very good thing to, to speak out about because she did not fare well in the public yeah. after that. So that was <laughs> unfortunate to see. Is that, 
It was. It was. But I will say that the game, I don't think, suffers any from that fiasco, mm-hmm. honestly. Um, and I'm excited for this game. I will be picking it up, Bayonetta Origins. Um, I know, Sasha, you don't play the Bayonetta game, so probably not for you. And nope. also, it's on Switch. So... At least I don't know if this one I don't they didn't I don't know if they announced it, it on Switch or not. I saw it was only for Switch. Yeah, it's for Switch. Okay. A lot of uh, only Switch games coming out on uh, PS4, PS5, and Xbox and mm-hmm. Xbox One recently, including Monster Hunter. Yeah, I that's, that's I already that's uh, did the pre-download thing on the Xbox, so I may be starting a new playthrough. Oh, nice. <clears throat> I will not be. Not happening. Uh, I said the same thing about World when it came to PC. I eventually did get it because I ran mm-hmm. out of things to play on my PC at one point. But, which I don't know how I did. I'd, <laughs> I have so many unplayed games on good old games. I don't know why I think I needed to play Monster Hunter all over again on it. But, it, whatever. Neither here nor there. Um, so yeah, Bayonetta Origins, not much to say, um, aside from the whole Bayonetta 3 stuff. Um, but, uh, best debut indie studio, Mm -hmm. uh, the studio who made Stray, one for Stray, that was really cool. Um, I finished Stray today, so it may be some recency bias, but I'm down for this award. Like, that was an amazing game. Um, like I, if my first impression of the game was like, oh, it's cute. You mm-hmm. get to play as a cat, like the sort of the surface thing, but like, there's a lot of deeper mm-hmm. meaning to that game than just being a cat. <coughs> it's a oh, lot yeah. better than still what it looks like it, on the surface. I've been enjoying um, it from what I have played of it so far. So good for them, uh, on that. Uh, the new Star Wars game, uh, was announced. I think we knew about it before. I don't know if this is a brand new trailer mm-hmm. or a full announcement of it's Jedi new, Survivor. It's new trailer. Yeah. Um, Cal Estes Con- Cameron Monaghan returning there as well. Yeah. Yes. And yeah, he, he, uh, he had a speech announced helping mm-hmm. with the announcement. I think he did it right after the trailer. Um, he, uh, he does a very good job voice acting for that character. I guess I heard that he's on, um, yep. Shameless. He's an actor yeah. on Shameless. He, okay. I've I never watched Shameless. he's the best one. Yeah. On, he's definitely one of my favorite characters. Okay. I've seen the first episode of Shameless and that's it. You should, like, I've not you should definitely it. give, give the whole series oh. a watch. It's very good. <clears throat> Yes, yes. Especially I... <laughs> when you don't have your kids, because yeah, no, I not, I watch blue. It's not I watch kids. blue bloods. You know? <laughs> I I watch blue bloods without the kids. Like I um, but I haven't been watching a lot of blue bloods or anything lately. It's been mostly gaming, and then when I do watch something, it's been. Uh, we talked about it last week with Morg, the J Rose Eleven guy that I've been watching Pokemon playthroughs because. It's really interesting to me to see someone try to beat all of a game with a Rattata mm-hmm. or a Ghastly or just a, an unevolved Pokemon. 
Like, I think the funnest run I've seen him do so far was he just did uh, a Pidgey on the one. He did this two years ago. I'm backlog stuff. Like, this isn't just, this is the one I just watched. Is He did only a Pidgey. And I was like, this Pidgey's <laughs> rocking it. He is like, holy cow. Now, like, it's. Does it, it's not like a normal Pokemon game. You'd have to do a lot of mm-hmm. extra things to make it work. But I was like, dang, this guy's good at Pokemon. <laughs> Getting a Pidgey through the Elite Four. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I would probably mm-hmm. watch it eventually. I have heard it's really good. Um, it's just another one of those things. I don't watch a lot of shows, and then I fall really far behind when I get into Fair a enough. lot of games at once. So I'm still three seasons to go on blue bloods and i yeah i've really slowed down on it um segue to the best uh uh video game in other media award i don't remember what they called it uh but movies shows whatnot um arcane one I was really pulling for Cuphead because Cuphead is hilarious. Uh, the Netflix cartoon. I Best did watch Arcane, which is also a is Netflix what they show. It. Um, legal. Yes, best best adaptation. Um, Arcane winning is really cool. Arcane's a good show. Um, I think it's pretty decent without knowing uh, League of Legends lore and characters that well. Yeah, that was going to be uh, my question. I was like, what is Arcane supposed to be an adaptation of? League of Legends. It's about... um, What is the name? Some... Piltover. Piltover. Uh, it is a... There's a lot of weird... weird League of Legends has a lot of characters from certain areas. Uh, there's like hundreds of characters. Like over 100 characters in that game. And... They all reign from different things, and there's always stories that tie in with each other that don't matter. It's literally like a couple paragraphs of backstory, play the game, right? The The game has nothing to do with their story. The game is a beat-em-up MOBA, top-down, destroy-the-other-person's base. Story doesn't come into it, unless you want to. Arcane was a good way to sort of, like, build on those stories of, like, how things came to be. Um... Some of the biggest characters in League of Legends, as far as like popularity and usability, are in this game as well. Not game, show. Um, Jinx uh, is a really interesting character. Uh, you have Jace, uh, Bellaran, who, and it's it really ties a lot of things together that was already kind of tied in together in the game and sort of the text. But telling the story instead of just reading it after what happened. Uh, is kind of a good thing to see, I think. It's a good show. I think, Sasha, if you get the time, I think you would enjoy it. And you don't have to know League of Legends or like League of Legends. I think it's all about the characters. Um, it's a good sci-fi, you know, I might check it out. Because, like, you know, I really like the Castlevania show on Netflix, but I don't play Castlevania. Neither do I, but I do like the show, too. The show's pretty good. It is. Um... <laughs> Uh, another announcement was Earthblade. Mm-hmm. My husband's interested in this one. He really liked Celeste. Yeah. 
Another 16-bit platformer-looking thing. Looks pretty good. Looks a little more, more combat-heavy than Celeste. Celeste was all about just the platforming. This looks a little bit more combat. But I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. I like combat in games. I mean, you know, most of my favorites are killing monsters. So... Um, best narrative, God of War Ragnarok. Uh, what a surprise! Yeah. Sure, uh, I, I'm sure it deserves it. I haven't played it yet, so I don't know. I will say I do not think uh, Elden Ring should have been on there. Immortality <laughs> is, and again, I'm telling you, that's a game that made me go, oh. Oh, this is happening right now. <laughs> yeah. So immortality. Uh, um, I think Stray was on there too. Uh, narrative uh, has Plague Tale, Requiem, Immortality, Elden Ring, Horizon, Forbidden West, and Ragnarok. So no Stray. Okay. Yeah. Well, Stray has a good story, and it's better than Elden Rings. I'm and it's not better gonna- than Elden Rings. <laughs> I'm serious. Elden Ring doesn't really have much of a story. It's there, but it's in good old Dark Souls fashion. Not there. There, but not there. You know what I mean? Like, Well, I think most of it is that you have to like read it, isn't it? That's what my husband said. Yeah, okay. Yes and, like, that's yes where you and, get a lot of the lore. Yes and no, but lore and story are not the same thing. I agree. I agree with you. Because, like, okay, yeah. there's thousands thousands of codex entries in bioware games independent of the storyline yes um uh my so this is this is where a lot of people get upset with me about diablo 3 because i think diablo 3 has the best lore of any diablo but i'm not so keen on the story people mix that up people think i say that diablo 3 has the best story it doesn't um i think to be honest what you see in any of the diablo games is not super interesting as far as story goes um it's always the lore that is more interesting in diablo and that's what i like is the lore in that series so mm-hmm. this is one of those situations where i think people are confusing it Elden ring i think has some pretty cool lore I don't think whatever you're doing in the story is really that interesting. It's mostly just justification for you to go slay and kill a bunch of people. Kill them, become the king. Ta-da, you're the king. Like, that's the story. Like, <laughs> like, eh. Fair the, enough. The event, the story could be your struggle to do that sort of impossible task. That That is part of being a video game is you sort of, tell the story your own way that's something that i'd like to see more done in video games where you are more playing the story instead of sort of like play the game okay now story time where we watch someone do something which is 100 percent what both plague tale and god of war are doing play a bunch mm-hmm. not really I a lot of story a to b is what you play but the story happens in between a to b you know what i mean like i think the uh hype train definitely played a a factor in it taking the awards that it did this time around because it was anticipated for years. I mean, what it won most anticipated for two years in a row at the game awards. Yeah. So yeah, I would say that played a factor. And I mean, I've 
since I'm sort of involved in discussions here and there with that community, like a lot of people are pining for Bloodborne 2. Yeah. I guarantee if Bloodborne 2 became a thing, it would probably win most anticipated for however many years it took for it to come out. Oh, well, and then it would probably sweep the awards, at least Well, by what the trends show. I don't want to say too much about it now, but we already know what the next From Software game is. And mm-hmm. yeah, we'll, we'll get there. It's it's in the show. Um, so, um, sorry, am I going too fast for you guys? You guys want to add anything? You're sorry. good. Okay. I'm good. I mean, I'd say in my opinion, of the two, mm-hmm. uh, probably Horizon Forbidden West had a better narrative than Elden Ring, just because it has a lot more story to it than I'd probably say what yes. I'd say I have ringed does. It it's on my list. Hot take, I, have, I guess. I have a stack of PlayStation games in a row of what I want to play them and both of the Horizon games are in in that stack. I've pushed mm-hmm. them towards the end because I'm not super interested in the series, but they're there. I own them both. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um I I'm more interested in see both God of War and Requiem when I get to get around to playing them, um, then I'll have a better opinion on their stories. But for right now, I just have to sort of be like, I just, I played Elden Ring. I finished it. I don't think it has a great story. Sorry. Um, another, one of the things is going to come up a bunch for me is I think there were of, you know, I have a whole, you know, I've been keeping track of my game of the year list and we'll talk about this, you know, in January when we do it. Um, I think there are some games that I've played this year that have amazing stories and they weren't even on this list. Uh, And a lot of it, this is kind of like a lot of people call the game awards a joke and they take themselves like way too seriously. Like you were saying earlier, Ace, I do not feel like that's the case. I feel like it's good to celebrate the people who put a lot of hard work into doing this stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, that's what I see it as. And I think that's the way Keeley tries to present it is that it's a celebration of the year of like, here's what we accomplished. Here's what we got through, you know, like sort of celebrating their work. And I am very much pro that approach of the game awards, but I also do believe that it is boiled down to a popularity contest for some things too. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't, uh, this year in particular, as far as the awards go, um, I don't think that anyone who won or anything, like I said, I don't think it, it's not that they don't deserve it. I think that there are other things that weren't looked at as well, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, this is the first WTF winning that I have on my list. Uh, best art direction, Elden Ring. <laughs> now, that's entirely subjective on my end of WTF because I don't. There is an art direction there. Uh, it's very painterly. It's very uh, foggy, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, Devil's Advocate. Like, I don't yeah. play from software games. My husband's a huge fan. And I have been teasing him since Dark Souls 1 about how 
much trash I think those games look that I'm like, you're really, you paid $60 (laughs) for this PlayStation 2 game? Like, are you serious? Um, Elden Ring is a beautiful game. I, it's it's the first time I have not teased him about what those games look like. And he will, every time he goes, look at it, look at it. Come on. What do you got to say? What do you got to say? I'm like, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. (laughs) I stand corrected for this time this time <laughs> that's what i would do um I, i'm not saying the game looks bad again i'm not gonna yuck on them for, for winning my personal opinion is that many other things had a better art direction um i think they've made things look a lot better in elden ring than they have in other games uh for sure i agree with you there um and it is really nice to see the sort of like ghostly white trees in the background um that does look really cool there are a lot of cool set pieces and moments in these games that are a very good art direction. The problem is I feel like I've seen this art direction just scaled back with every single one of their games. I don't feel like there's not much of a difference here outside of the, the whole bright light tree aesthetic that they have going on. Like it, uh, it's cool, but I think like I didn't feel like as artistically it was very pushing many boundaries. Whereas some other things I felt like here's where it felt different to me. Because, again, I'm not a From Software person, but, mm-hmm. like, I, you know, I don't know what which game it is, but every time, every time I saw my husband playing it, he was in the Undead Village. I'm like, you're here again? Like, did you restart the game? He goes, no, it's just where we're at. And so it was just, like, it was very Dragon Age 2, right? It was very mm-hmm. repetitive. It looked the same <laughs> all the time. I think that there are several landscapes in Elden Ring that stand out to me as a person who's never played the game. Like specifically the the desert, this the like desert fight that he does mm-hmm. with like that giant guy raining fire down and everything. I've not played Riding that game. Riding a super but tiny horse. I've had a dream of that landscape. So Sure. I kind of think Elden Ring deserves art design. I'm not saying I'm not saying it doesn't deserve it. I'm just saying, in my opinion, I think there are other things that pushed their art. Now, Scorn is on that list as a nominee. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's that's the one I was surprised that didn't win. Interesting looking game. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very Giger-esque in Mm -hmm. its art style. Mm Mm-hmm. Very different. And that's what I was expecting, something different to win. And it didn't... Elden Ring didn't feel different. <laughs> it was beautiful, yeah, but I not mean, different. Stray also had a very, very, I don't know, I would say warm, like techno noir, and then yes. like sort of Which, apocalyptic scenery to it at, at I, certain stages in the game. As much as I don't care for apocalypse stories, I don't, that's not a, a thing that, that interests me. There are a few apocalyptic aesthetics that do interest me. And no, we're not talking like fallout Baron Wayside and stuff. I, I hate that. That's what I hate about that. Uh, that sort of like aesthetic for apocalypse. What I do like is what stray and, um, journey into the West did is where it's this overgrown plants have retaken civilization kind of aesthetic. Um, I really enjoy that. What? Well, for Twan, I have two games for you then. Yes, I know. I still haven't played them. They're in the queue. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. We're getting there. <laughs> oh, and can we just 
Can we just have like a a silent or moment for um, Horizon Zero Dawn once again snubbed at the Game Awards, nominated for so many things and didn't win anything? I actually wasn't talking about those. Oh. I don't know what the, you're talking but about. But those then. two, yes. Yes. But I was going to also say The Last of Us Part 1 and 2. Oh, I really thought you were talking uh, about Horizon. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were talking about but Horizon. Yes, I'd, I'd say, played, I played I'd Last say of those Us. four games. I've played The Last of Us. Yeah, Last of Us has a good aesthetic. I don't disagree with that. It's got both the grungy city mixed with the overgrown. <clears throat> I, I enjoy that. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of like I Am Legend. But yes. That's what it really... The Last of Us feels like I Am Legend the game to me. As far mm-hmm. as the aesthetic goes, which is cool. Um, I'm so excited for the show. I can't wait. I love the actor. Mm-hmm. Pedro Pascal yeah. is awesome. Yes. You should. Have you guys seen uh, the unbearable weight of massive talent with him and Nicolas Cage? Nope. Freaking good movie. Really good. Like, Nicolas Cage is his own his he is Nicolas Cage. He is playing Nicolas Cage in the movie. Like Nicolas Cage mm-hmm. the movie star. Um <laughs> who was really popular in the 90s and he has he has an alter ego of himself that he argues with that is Nicolas Cage from the 90s. Mm-hmm. And there's this and it's a really like toxic like person who's driving him to be like some sort of superstar and Nicolas Cage is just trying to live his life yeah there's this line where he's like he's sort of like the the, the 90s Nicolas Cage is sort of like telling you like you need me you need me right like you know you see that a lot with like I don't know these mental visions of people who end up being a crutch for someone it's kind of what it is mm-hmm. uh, there's this one scene where he makes out with himself and the 90s Nicolas Cage jumps up and he's like, you fucking tell everyone Nicolas Cage smooch is good. And it's just like, <laughs> that, that movie is crazy. I love it. Uh, yeah. Anyways. Yeah. So uh, Pedro Pascal, Last of Us, uh, we were talking about the art aesthetic. So uh, just rewinding it back to where I was. Uh, best art direction, Elden Ring. Um, best simulation slash strategy game. I'm happy for Sparks of Hope. Uh, I'm kind of interested to play that game eventually. Before I do it, I want to actually finish Raving Rabbids, the, the first one, the one before Sparks of Hope. Haven't done it yet. I've had that game since it came out. I kind of fell off of it and didn't. I don't know. I like sim. I like uh, those sort of like tactical strategy games, like uh, like that a lot. Um, gosh, what is that? The aliens come take over. You got to fight them. XCOM, XCOM mm. style of game. It is an XCOM style of game. Sparks of Hope makes it a little more fast pa- fast pace. Uh, I'm really excited for that. I think this is the only place, uh, if I'm not wrong. Uh, no, it's not. I think it was it was in RPG, actually. It should have been here. Um, that uh, Triangle Strategy 
So mm-hmm. I don't think it was nominated for this category. Um, but I think it should have been in there at least because it is a strategy game. Mm-hmm. Didn't the name like, but whatever. Sparks of Hope, really cool. I was really excited for these people. These people are very passionate about their game. If you haven't seen their announcement speech, where the guy like basically cries because he gets to work with Nintendo as a dream, like it was just really cool. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to hard to not congratulate them for winning for their like baby of a game uh which sounds weird coming from two large companies to have that sort of emotional reaction because it is ubisoft making a nintendo game so like two large companies which aren't known for being super you know down to earth and touching with you know the people to have such a i don't know heartwarming story about the game but here we are Mm -hmm. uh Next was a trailer for... Now, Sasha, I particularly called this one out for you because I thought this was Dragon Age 4. This trailer. I, But then I saw the Genesis, I think is what their name is. And I was like, oh, this is Baldur's Gate. And then I was right. It's Baldur's Gate. Yep. Not gonna lie, amazing trailer, though. Like, getting a full release date. I've had this on my wish list for a long time. Another strategy game. Uh, very interested D and D love D and D still play D and D a lot. Um, seeing the barbarian sort of like pry itself out of the mimic's mouth was really cool. Um, some good aesthetics with that, but it's all cinematics. Uh, I'm sure the game is great. I haven't been playing in the beta, but you know, a lot of people say good things so far or not beta early access, I guess I should say, cause you can just buy it in early access and play it now, but I don't like doing that. So I, I will say I did I did remember you for that one. Because that certainly felt Dragon Age to begin with. I cannot wait for Dreadwolf. I think I might actually take a week off work for that one. Just plan yeah. for it. Yeah. You know, as much as I enjoy the benefits of a small business, I don't think I will ever be able to take any time off of work for a game because my dad will not take it seriously and I will have to end up doing something <laughs> anyways. <laughs> uh, so, uh, next was the announcement for Wayfinder. Uh, looks like a co-op sort of fantasy action game. Uh, not really a lot of information here. Um but my friend Ricky, who was watching with me, he's like, oh, is this just a cooler WoW? Because we were playing WoW at the time. He's like, it looks like WoW, but cooler. I was like, yeah, it kind of <laughs> does. <laughs> uh, so that's what that uh, that one called out to me. But next one, this is my favorite announcement in this whole thing. Diablo. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Diablo 4 trailer. I wrote out in all caps with like 17 exclamation marks, Diablo 4 trailer. I just like, like I said, I was playing WoW during this time, but then I noticed it's like they had, um, uh, I, I, they started out the trailer and, and it was like, huh, someone walking through lava. That's interesting. And then slowly my focus came entirely away from wow so much so that i died and i didn't care and my dead body was just lying there in like some zone 
and wow while i was watching this trailer and then um we got a a, a release date of june 6th uh 2023 so and i will say it was really cool the trailer uh because i thought it was Tyrion. uh it was not i realized very quickly because it was a narius and i know you guys aren't super diablo lore people but like Inarius is the angel who led the angels mm. uh, on the side of the angels and demons coming together to form humans. So he's a big character and he was trying to kill Lilith because their breakup was famously bad. Uh, and this whole game is about finding and chasing Lilith. We, we know that from mm -hmm. previous announcements, Lilith being the, the bad gal of this game. Uh, and then we had a performance of someone doing a show. Uh, that's what I need to find because I love Halsey and I love that song, Lilith. So I need to see that. Uh, it is available on YouTube. I have rewatched that because I didn't, you know, once I saw it, I was like, oh, musical performance. Wait, it's about Diablo, but I'll sort of half pay attention. I don't <laughs> Wait, know Halsey that well. Yeah. So yeah. uh, it was pretty good. I've rewatched it. Uh, it's a good. It's short though. It's only like a minute and a half. Like it's, I, you know, it's a stage performance. I think it is what it is. It's showy, uh, but it is a pretty cool song. Like she's uh, very much dressed like uh, you would expect a modern Lilith to be. I guess. <laughs> okay. I don't mm -hmm. know. She's in a very dominatrix outfit. And I was just like, okay, this is Diablo still. Okay. Um, yeah, it was, a, it was a cool performance after that. And then right after that, we got best audio design, um, which isn't soundtrack to, in case people get confused. This is just mm -hmm. talking about the, the sound of the game, um, which was God of War Ragnarok. Once again, um, can't really speak to that. Again, a lot of these nominations, a lot of these awards that win. I haven't got to play that game that yet this year. Um, God of War did not come out that long ago. It was like two or three weeks ago. So it went on somewhere in the backlog. I actually moved it up because of the awards. Uh, but I haven't got to it yet. Uh, any thoughts on the other games for audio design, guys? No. Mm. No, I don't think so. Not really. I mean, like, Gran Turismo 7. I mean, as long as they're not doing the uh, Ride to Hell Retribution thing of just having a, a vehicle that revs to one point and then it just maintains that one point. Sure. And I mean... I'm sure they don't. I'm sure that they don't. Because, uh, you know, the game is famously just bad. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's been a while since I've played a game that I was super into the audio design of the game. Uh, I still say that, that Monster Hunter is probably the most modern series that I really enjoy the, the audio design because the roars and that mm -hmm. kind of stuff and the way things work in the game. But uh, that's it. Uh, most anticipated game. My one complaint for this whole category is Diablo 4 is not on this list. Oh my goodness. 
I mean, you I'm know serious. what? I'm going to agree with you because I don't anticipate this game. Uh, not in the least. This winner. Tr- true. And uh, <laughs> the winner is uh, Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, I am totally not surprised. This is a very hyped up game. Uh, Breath of the Wild, very great game. Uh, very well liked by a lot of people the direct sequel to it coming it's going to be anticipated i don't disagree with this choice i just wanted diablo 4 on the I list i anticipate that i will play diablo 4 before i play zelda whatever this zelda game is i have already pre-ordered diablo 4 it has already happened i already have the wow mount that i am currently using in there <laughs> yeah i mean i would I would take Diablo Four or Legend of Zelda, um, Hogwarts Legacy. I don't know why that's really on there. Uh, Hogwarts Legacy is pretty hyped by a lot of people. Okay, but Uh, I'm going to play Starfield. Let's be honest. Of all the games on this list, it's going to be Starfield. Starfield is is a solid choice on the list. I I agree. And I'm fully prepared for the bugs that are going to come with this Bethesda game. It's part of the experience. I mean, it's Bethesda. Yeah. Yeah. You, you you can't spell bugs without Bethesda. You have to keep... <laughs> <laughs> You have to save the game before you open the door every time. <laughs> 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 Okay, um, best action game. This one surprised me, Bayonetta 3. I didn't expect Bayonetta 3 to win at all. Uh, not that I don't like the game. I really like it. I just finished it this week. I, it's a really good action game. I really enjoy it. I just didn't expect it to win because so many other games. Sifu was on that list. Yeah. Also was in fighting games. Also, it was in fighting games. Hmm. Uh, I don't think I mentioned best fighting game. Multiversus won that one. Yeah, I think. multiverse. Yeah, multiverse is the one that won that one. That one looks fun. Um, but people were. It does look. People fun. were very confused that Sifu was on the best fighting game. Yeah, you are doing martial arts, but it is an action game. <laughs> like, you aren't just fighting. It isn't straight up a fighting mm-hmm. game. But it is played like a fighting game when you're head-to-head with people. It's just interesting. Um, it was an interesting category. I don't disagree with it being a fighting game. It's just weird. Um, but I think what I, the funny thing is, when we did the Pickering Bucks episode for Sifu, because um, we played it on the show, uh, I did call it a fighting game. I do remember mm-hmm. saying that. Like, I would probably categorize it as a fighting game because it is about combos. It is about timing. It is all those things that you do in a fighting game. It just then, has running. It's a fighting it game. Just, it just, it, it is. It's just weird because it, it, it makes it a gray area because you're running through a level, right? Like, yeah, not it's, a lot not, of, it's not that traditional, like, this guy, this guy, 1v1 me kind of thing. Right. Now, the bosses at the end of each level are that one v one me, but like that's also true of any sort of action yep. adventure game. So 
Okay. <laughs> uh, the new announcement for Blue Protocol. Super anime game, free to play. Uh, a lot of people seem excited. Mm -hmm. Don't really know. I'll look into it. Uh, I was kind of like, oh, yeah, I'll play that. And then it said free to play. And it's like, hmm, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Um, new announcement for a new game, Remnant 2. Uh, Remnant from the Ashes is a game that I played uh, with a buddy, a work buddy of mine, uh, a while ago it's an okay like sort of like destiny experience where you're like cooperative pve shooter um against these weird zombie things mm -hmm. that took over the world um it's an interesting game i never finished remnant uh i'd like to at some point but i really only play with that one guy and we have not played together much at all so uh remnant 2 being announced looks kind of good more run and gun fun is what I wrote. Um, seems good. Small announcement trailers for trailer for Transformers Reactivate. I don't know what it is. I'm not a Transformer fan, but I play a lot of Transformers games, and I normally am really good at them and love them. So I'm gonna try it. Mm -hmm. I think it's me secretly hoping it's an Animorphs game. Not Animorphs. Beast Wars. There you go. The other 90s thing involving animals. Beast Wars. Uh, best score in music? God of War Ragnarok. Um, originally, surprise. I... Yeah, I... It had a good song. They, they played a song from it, Blood in the Snow, during the show. Um, which is a really good song. It sounded cool. I haven't played the game, so I can't make that judgment. However... This is the one I think Stray was on the list. Um, it, I think it was. Uh, let me double check. Nope. Oh, I see them all. Do do do. Multiplayer games audio design. No, it was not. So we have Ragnarok, uh, Plague Tale, Xenoblade, Hellsinger, and Elden Ring. Um, mm -hmm. Not surprised Hellsinger's on there. It's a bunch of metal music. Uh, it's a game about its music. So that makes sense that that was on there. Um, Xenoblade Chronicles 3 is the one I heard the most people being like, no, that's totally better. Um, sorry. Not a lot of people play that game as compared to what's on the <laughs> list. Is my opinion. Fair enough. Not a Xenoblade fan. It is a very, very anime game that I have no desire to play. <laughs> Same. Not really sure. I don't really... I, you know, when I, me I mentioned to a group of friends, I was like, I'm not really sure if I remember any tracks from Elden Ring at all. So even though I played it, but the, and then immediately three or four songs just rattled out of their mouths from different bosses and the title screen and stuff. I was like, oh, okay, cool. I'm wrong. I'm just blind to this game. Apparently like, I just 
this game came and went for me. It was like whoosh. Like I played it, beat it. It was hard for sure, <laughs> but that score soundtrack did not stick with me. But it's on the list, so okay. Uh, Plague Tale, gotta play it. Don't know. <laughs> um, did you do? We had best score. Uh, new game, Banishers. Uh, kind of like you're just exercising people's demons. Oh yeah, and that's by the Life of Strange People. Yeah, which what? Yeah, I do remember them saying that. That's that felt weird, but seems interesting. I'll give it a look. Yeah, it might not be as weird as you think. I think Life is Strange deals with some heavy I, material I, in a like bright, brightly colored game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does, but it's also it's also not. Um, you would think that Life is Strange is a very slice of life, but it's actually about mm-hmm. a paranormal event, as far as mm-hmm. I remember. Yeah. So, I don't think it's too. I, I, I didn't expect it to be from the Life of Strange people to be like this sort of action exorcism game. So I'm like, okay, we'll see. I'll look into it. Or could all just be cutscenes and we're. Mm-hmm. I'm interested yeah. in this one. I, I, I'm lightly. Um, this was actually a commercial that I took a note of because it wasn't part of the normal show. Um, but blood bowl three has a release date in February. <laughs> mm-hmm. That, that caught my eye. I like blood bowl. I like orcs punching each other in the face and playing football. It's just funny to me and I love it. Uh, it's very dice, a very dice heavy game too. Cause it's based on Warhammer, obviously. Um, innovation and, and accessibility. Uh, I have played nearly none of these games, uh, but it was interesting. I always do like seeing this category and seeing what they did to win this category because it is a tough one. Because uh, you, you know, you're, we're trying to mm-hmm. cater to an audience that normally can't play games as well as you know someone who is. I don't. How do you say it? Oh, I know we say differently abled, but Full, how do you say? I would think like fully abled. Fully no, abled. No yeah. mobility restrictions. There you go. No no restrictions on, on, on enjoying the medium. Uh, God of War Ragnarok won this. Um, they did show <laughs> off a crazy looking colorblind mode. Uh, That's cool. Which is like Kratos went from his gritty ashen with a red stripe to a full on army man plastic blue. Like it was insane how they could do that on the fly mm. i was like okay well he's just straight up bright plastic blue okay um yeah it just reminded me of small like not small soldiers but the the old n64 series army men like how this people were just like you are plastic <laughs> like <laughs> that is the obvious aesthetic mm. like that's what it looked like to me um i'd like to know more about what they did. Uh, see, I think, I think this category needs a little bit more spotlight to sort of understand who was nominated for what. Um, because when you look at a category like audio design, score, music, you know, they play a little clip of the music from the game when they knew the nominations, which is enough. But like, mm-hmm. they did like a little video clip. And I got an idea of what the innovations were, but I, I feel like I almost need, like, this is why yeah. 
you know, this is how this helps someone kind of thing during the awards. And because if people who haven't played these games and or even interacted with these options wouldn't know. And I just feel like it was just an, an, an unknown. Um, uh, we're getting down this list. Uh, best RPG, Elden Ring. Okay. I'll accept that. I think this is the one place that Triangle Strategy was actually in. Uh, I can actually have it pulled up. And I can see myself. Because I remember specifically Triangle Strategy was in something. Yeah. Role-playing game is Triangle Strategy, Live a Life, Arceus, Xenoblade Chronicles, and Elden Ring. Yeah. Arceus is a role-playing game. I always don't really put... Pokemon, to me, doesn't feel like RPG in my brain. It totally is, but it's just... It's a different... Um, I own Live Alive. Haven't played it yet. It's on the list. It's on the backlog. Uh, have played Triangle Strategy. Have played Arceus and, and Elden Ring. So only Xenoblade is the one I won't be playing on that list. And okay, I'm okay with Elden Ring winning Best RPG. It is an RPG. It did super well. A lot of people loved it. Cool. Yeah. Not my As favorite on that said, list, but y'all yeah. weebs are out of control. Subjectivity is subjectivity. Um, player's choice, Genshin Impact. Sure. Yeah, I would never play that game. What's player's voice supposed to mean? Uh, literally. Put it out there. Play. What is the general public's game of the year choice? Because all of the awards are based on a sort of like an academy of publishers, developers, and um, media who do the awards for the game awards, which I don't think is an unfair thing. It is something to support and showcase developers. So the people in the industry, I think, are okay with the people making those those votes and choices. Mm. Um, and I do think it is a nice nod to the public saying, general public, what is your favorite? Um, I'm not sure that Genshin Impact is really the answer, but that's what we got. I mean, I've never heard of this game, so... <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't... I, don't, I think... This is the one category that is entirely open for a trolling, spamming, anything that isn't a true amazing vote. But, you know, it could be that everyone loved Genshin Impact and we are the three that just don't care. Mm -hmm. uh, well, no, it looks like because it was nominated for ongoing games, it more just looks like it has an active fan base, more active fan base than maybe other game communities have just a, i would say a more vocal one honestly maybe because there's huge active fan bases for all of these games mm -hmm. that we're talking about but yeah i think a more vocal one maybe i don't know i don't know i'm not yep not part of it don't know that's truly what most people are playing cool <laughs> um 
lost my place. Uh, yeah. Best indie, also Stray. Uh, the one for the best... Uh, I will say the other one was the best debut studio. So, I didn't mention that. So, this was their first game, uh, also. Uh, looking forward to the next thing they do, because Stray was amazing. Uh, Norco was up for debut indie as well. Mm-hmm. Which was really good. And I would say a pretty good narrative. Looking at mm-hmm. you, Elden Ring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I, mean, I also, have a... Go ahead. Also, having played it a lot on Switch recently, Cult of the Lamb is pretty good as well. I've heard so that people been, really liked that. Uh, yeah, I've heard that, that, that a lot a nice too. nice choice for indie as well. That is on my short list of PC games to play eventually. So called it the lamb but that one's gonna be a little hard because that one is roguelike in some nature because you're doing runs right yeah, yeah so it's roguelike in that sense but it's also got like light sieve builder stuff because you have to um build up your compound essentially and you've got to maintain things and build new things and mm-hmm. uh you've got to do farming in the game as well and then Eventually, you can have your cult members do farming for you as well. Mm. So. If they uh, trust you enough. Okay. Well, it's not that super deep, I would say. You just have to make sure that they're fed. And if they get sick, you have to take care of them in a certain sense. uh, By either having them do bed rest or go to the, um, the med tent, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have to make sure that their faith, the faith meter is kept reasonably high. Otherwise mm-hmm. they'll start, you'll start getting, uh, dissenters and they'll get like these weird, like bug eyes and they'll have like little, like, um, bull horns essentially just like the classic style where it's like the, the cone. Yeah. With like the handle on it and they'll start like meh, 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 meh. Hmm. Okay. I'll eventually you play put it. Them, I own it. Yeah. And then you 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 essentially fix them by putting them in a stockade and then you essentially preach doctrine to them to break down their descent level until it's zero and then you'll release them. So, I mean it is but called they're all, cult of the lamb. I mean it is a cult yeah. of your yeah. Yeah, and they're all cutesy animals too. That makes it worse. Well, there are some bugs as well. So, like I recently got one hey, which I think bu- is bug snacks inspired proved... by an earwig. Ew. Bug snacks proved that bugs can be cute though. Mm-hmm. In cartoon form. Real life. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Look. Well. Depends on how close the spider gets to your face, right? Oh, yeah, no. That's 100% true. Like I've said, I have no problems with spiders. But, like, you see one on you, there is a natural reaction to swat and dodge. Like, it is just... It is just mm-hmm. a thing. Um, yeah. Uh, so, Stray winning was uh, very good. Uh, I'm happy for them. 
Uh, best action adventure, God of War Ragnarok. Uh, another one where God of War just sweeps it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at the other ones. So Stray is on there. Um, Plague Tale, which again, this is no, and then Horizon Forbidden West. Like a Plague Tale and Horizon, I feel like are fighting for second against God of War in all these categories. Like, like I just that's the way it feels. And again, I yeah. really, I feel really sorry for Horizon not winning anything. Actually, I don't think Plague Tale won anything either. I don't did think they? they did. I didn't see either. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. Bummer. I mean, I really like the first Plague Tale, Innocence. Uh, it's a really good one. Have you guys played it or, or know what that series is? I know what it is, but it just seems like it's a bit of a downer. Yeah. I don't want to. Yeah, a bit. I mean, like, so it came out in 2019, right? So 2020, the pandemic hits and I'm sitting there and I don't have much to play. It's like, hmm, Plague Tale. All right, I'll try it out. It was on sale on good old games. Played it. Really liked it, uh, but I was in quarantine uh, learning about a fantastical version about the Black Plague while in quarantine from COVID. Mm -hmm. So, really apt at the time. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I just, I'd like to see where it was, uh, where it is. Um, Then we had Best Game Direction. Uh, and Elden Ring was the winner of that. Best game direction is like, uh, I understand the award, but it, it f- ends up feeling like here is, here is the award that is leading up to the game of the year. Most of the time, something that wins best game direction is going to win game of the year. Uh, and mm-hmm. Elden Ring winning best game direction uh, was kind of like, oh, okay, so El- Elden Ring is a contender for Game of the Year versus Rag- uh, Ragnarok. Okay, mm-hmm. so so it's getting serious because God of War winning so many other categories, I was like, it got a war, 100%. That's just what's going to happen. And then Elden Ring winning Best Game Direction, and I'm like, hmm, hmm, okay. Maybe it's not God of War Ragnarok. Uh, then... I have this written out in specific sequence because I was reacting as he was reacting because Keely, the host, was making a very big deal about this announcement. Cameras close up on him. So I said, from software, new game, Keely's crying because he was. He was tearing up because he was so happy that he was able to announce a game. He like he was very like I'm so happy that they came to me to announce this game. Like, I am so touched and honored. And I was like, okay, cool. Keely really cares about this. First thing I see, mechs. And then the the line, feed the fire. And then it's Armored Core 6. And I'm like, from software, does Armored Core 6. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 2023. So I'm like, I'm in. It looks cool. Not normally a mech guy. I'm always wishy-washy on From Software, but I've been on mm-hmm. board since Sekiro, so here I am. Um, and we'll see what Armored Core 6 looks like. Did you want to join us, Blinky? Is that what's happening? <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, it was a very... Uh, 
I don't know. Seemed like a super important announcement. I guess it was. It looked good. So, but again, it's just another just trailer. Uh, mm-hmm. Then the whole show throughout all the commercial breaks, they're like leading up, coming up new information for final fantasy 16 the whole show and then finally we get the final fantasy 16 trailer color me interested is my note i am interested now i have Mm -hmm. not played a final fantasy in a relevant time period since 10 or the ff7 remake uh which i did not enjoy but i am interested in final fantasy 16 it looks interesting uh and then, as always, the orchestra, uh, the Game Awards orchestra was a really good uh, amalgamation of all the games of the year. Um, mm-hmm. Not my favorite years, because uh, they they it's it's kind of like musically, it's really good that they blended them very well. However, it makes it sound a little more samey. Like it didn't it didn't. There was more of a through line. So musically, that's really good. But like, I would like to hear more of a distinction between the various games. And they're, they, a lot of the themes sounds not very similar, but similar enough in style. I think mm. it's just a... So it didn't make it my favorite piece that they've done. Uh, I would have to say 2016 is my favorite year that they did uh, for the uh, orchestra. But, this year, a lot of people were giving praise to the uh, flute guy. Yeah, I don't know if you saw that. I did. He was I saw off. that. I saw that while we were. Ricky and I were like, "Holy cow! He is, he is going hard!" Like he was just like, like, and then like you cut to him in the next song. He's playing an entirely different instrument at the same intensity. He was like yep. piccolo flute. Then he comes into this long. I don't remember what they're called. Maybe it's a B fat B flat flute, but it's this flute that turns around and goes to the side. It's a huge one as far as flutes go. I think he even had a clarinet at one time that he was going hard on. Like he was just like mm-hmm. Mr. Hard Woodwind. Like he was just like <laughs> with woodwinds. Yeah, I think they said that he played like a total of four different instruments. Yeah. About. Uh, a lot of people were praising him for that. And I he think was... like even at the end of the performance, he like got up and he was like all pumped up and was like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that dude, those musical pieces are amazing. I'm not not dogging this year's piece in any way. I'm just saying I like some of the other ones more because of the diversity of the sound, but still well performed as always. Um mm-hmm. and then last thing we have is Game of the Year, Elden Ring. There we have it. Not my choice, not even on my top ten. So mm-hmm good for them uh nothing against them winning that's it was a really good game i have nothing against it uh just not my kind of thing yeah i mean i mean we haven't finished ragnarok yet but we've been having fun with it mm-hmm. horizon forbidden west was a lot of fun for me and it definitely hit a lot more emotional and like awe-inspiring beats for me too yeah Uh, stray is also a lot of fun and really like immersive and interesting to me yeah i of this list the only one that i have played and finished on this whole list is stray 
and that was as of today. Like I finished Stray mm-hmm. today. Um, probably by the end of the year, I will have finished God of War Ragnarok. It's possible I could have also done Plague Tale. We'll see. Um, we'll see if they appear on my lists. Um, but I will not be playing Xenoblade and Horizon Forbidden West as much as I will get to it. It's not going to be this year. Not going to happen because I haven't played the first one and I want to play the first one first. Mm-hmm. And I've got, although it's not far because I've got God of War that I'm working on now. And the next PlayStation game is going to be Deathloop, uh, which my friend bought for me in January for my birthday. And I still haven't played it. It's not even out of the plastic yet, but he's really pushing hard for Deathloop. Like Deathloop was like his game of the year last year. And mm-hmm. I, I am really heavily resisting it. I just, I was not interested in this game in the slightest. And he had me play it and I was like, still not interested, but I'm going to play it for him. And then after that is the first horizon zero dawn. So that was the game awards. Uh, did yeah. I, did I miss anything that you guys wanted to talk about on the game awards? Cause um, I know there are things I didn't write down because I wasn't interested in them. Only other thing I saw that looked interesting was the suicide squad game. That's being done mm-hmm. by Rocksteady. And yes, that Kevin I do Conroy remember that. is doing the Batman yeah, voice. I think or that was the a voice. touching little moment. Yeah. And it will be his, it will be his last thing. Yes, that was, I did for, I do remember that. Um, I was like, okay. And then they had Batman. I like how like, bats doesn't kill people. Right. And like the, the, the Harley Quinn mm-hmm. performance in that trailer is really good. Like I really enjoyed it, um. Yeah, and it was it was, it was a nice tribute to see Kevin Conroy, voice acting that character. Um, and it's going to be kind of interesting, to see, what that's like for fans and you know and people to sort of hear mm-hmm. the last thing he does, as a, person. We kind of got that with Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. And Heath Ledger. I think people also got that with uh, Chadwick Boseman and the What If, the Marvel What If series. Yeah. I think that's the mm-hmm. last thing he did. Yeah, I still need to see yeah. uh, Black Panther 2 Wakanda Forever. Yes, I need to see that as well. I, to be honest, um, I liked Black Panther 1. I have no interest in the second one at all. I just don't. I really liked they, the first one. I, I did too. I just, they lost me. Like Marvel universe lost me after infinity war. Like I'm just done. Mm. Like I I'm spent. You've I'm gone. <laughs> um, I don't care anymore. Dead cells is getting a crossover with Castlevania. Castlevania. Yeah. I forgot about that. That looked cool. I just didn't write it down. And uh, I, that actually re sort of, I actually, I mean, it was on Game Pass, so I, I was like, you know what? I haven't played it in a while. Let me see how, how it, how I handle it on console. Because going from 
switch to console was definitely different for me when like a year or two ago when I did it on PlayStation versus Switch because I feel like the Switch mm-hmm. controls for it are just a little bit snappier and more responsive than it is on console. Mm. I'm not sure if it's just with like a slight latency between it being handheld versus console. Uh, but I think I'd definitely hmm. play it a little bit snappier and quicker on Switch in handheld. Did you than... play it? Okay, so you played it in handheld. Do you have latency issues with your TV in general? Because that could be a thing. Uh, I'm not sure. Maybe. I mean, it is an older TV. Uh, okay. Could be a thing. Uh, but they do also have other crossover stuff on Dead Cells. Uh, playing on the xbox right now uh yeah uh i'm currently wearing the shovel knight armor or like a rendition oh yeah i do remember yeah they did so they've got they did do that they've got like stuff with shovel knights um hotline miami uh hollow knight because i was using the nail for a while as my weapon too Mm -hmm. so they've got quite a few so it'll be interesting i'm assuming that they'll add the whip as a weapon to use then, since that's what yeah is most famous for Castlevania. Yep. Uh, yeah, that does look cool. Uh, I did remember, and I, I probably should have wrote this down, but I do remember seeing that, and I was like, oh, look. Another studio doing more for uh, Castlevania than Konami. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Horizon Forbidden West is getting an expansion as well okay i'm 100 missed that okay yeah it's uh, called i did see something Shores. i did see something with horizon but i but i thought it was for some reason part of the awards what it was nominated for part of one of those nomination clips because again like i said i was playing wow mm-hmm. while i was watching this um as much as i love the game awards i was just wanting to also do something while I was watching it because you know yeah so it's for forbidden west burning shores it's a dlc uh where she goes to los angeles and towards the end of the promo uh you get to see the the hollywood sign mostly overgrown with like one of the giant uh mechanical creatures from the initial downfall of civilization and then it starts bursting through the mountain and tears down the hollywood sign which i mean in a lot of disaster and apocalypse films and whatnot the hollywood sign usually gets destroyed that's like one of the prerequisites for being out west this is also the same show in which the words fuck the oscars were said so (laughs) um but yeah, there's also the uh, Call of the Mountain, which I believe is a VR game for Horizon coming out in the future as well. Yeah, I know. I know I 100% tune that out because I do not <laughs> care about VR in the slightest. Fair enough. Um, Anytime anything VR comes off, my brain is just like, nope, gone. Bye. Yeah. Don't even care. I, there's a Doom VR game that I will never play. I don't care. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Actually, it's uh. Sorry. VFR. Yeah. As they labeled it for the lulls. Um, 
But going back to the Game of the Year winner, that was a very awkward moment that uh, they completely missed and did not stop just some random kid from blending in, walking in with the developers of the game and yeah. stealing I, the moment, essentially, at the very end and putting in his own and thing. As I, and as I said before the show, I missed this because once they said Game of the Year was... Yeah, I listened to the speech, I listened to what they said, but I wasn't watching. So the fact that something visual happened, that that, that, that I just missed it, and you were like... Wow, and that kid getting up on stage in in the Discord, and I was like, "What is he talking about?" Like, yeah. So I actually had to look it up afterwards, even though I watched the show. I was like, "Oh, okay." I think that's probably the biggest thing I missed was that. Yeah. Um, like I mentioned, Ludwig, who won the Creator of the Year award, um, he did like a video recap analysis of it, and uh, mm-hmm. like you can see even in the the footage of it uh he like sneaks in from the middle aisle when they all came from like essentially the left side of the stage or the left side of the seating mm-hmm. area and then uh you can see while they're giving their own speeches he's actively like looking over at like a off off stage monitor and placing himself in the view of the camera while they're giving oh, the wow. speech. So he like fully went in on the troll troll aspect of it and to get his face out there even despite even before doing the whole adding his own speech part to it where he made some weird ass joke about reformed rabbi Bill Clinton or whatever. I don't I don't even understand the the nuance or the Yeah the reasoning behind that or what any of the backstory is. I might even turn this, I might even turn the stream off shortly after, uh, some of the initial like speeches Mm -hmm. for that. Like I didn't stick around to be like, have Keely sign off or anything. I just was like, Oh, okay. That's the end of the show. You know, Elden ring. Good for you. And then I logged off and went back to playing wow. Yeah. They've also got a, weird uh what is it it's a shooter with a interesting cast uh mm-hmm. crime boss rocky city with chuck norris danny glover vanilla oh. ice michael oh. rooker and more i do remember seeing that yeah so, uh yeah I, so we'll, we'll have to see uh looks cool what the- good cast we'll see Mm-hmm. Got Chuck Norris in a video game for the first time. Nice. I don't know. Or is it the first time? Is there some sort of Walker Texas Ranger game that I don't know about? Here, let me. I, don't I feel know. like he'd be in a Chuck fighting game before Norris he was in that kind video of game. games. Mm-hmm. So. <clears throat> So uh, last night, um, we had an interesting experience as I'm playing World of Warcraft with my high school buddies uh, on Discord. Uh, That involves Chuck Norris because uh, have you guys ever heard the song Ultimate Showdown of Ultimate Destiny? No. 
Mm. It's an old, it's an old internet cartoon. Like we're talking like Newgrounds days. Uh, I'll put it in the in the pod chat so listeners, if you're on the Discord, you can see it too. Uh, it is. Oh, no, that's not what I wanted to type in. Wait, there it is. Um, it is an old internet cartoon, but there's a part in it that's saying, uh, that, that mm-hmm. adds, ch- it's like basically a, a song about everyone who's just like a smash brothers for the entire, like fictional universe. Uh, and Chuck Norris comes down during the fight. Uh, it's angels sing out in an immaculate, immaculate chorus down from the heavens descended Chuck Norris who could deliver, who mm. delivered a kick that could shatter bones into the crotch of Indiana, Indiana Jones is like the lines of the, uh, of the thing. And so while we're playing, wow, um, there's this thing on discord. We don't have it in our discord, but we have a, the friend of discord. Uh, one of them installed this radio player. You, you type dot play and you type any song, uh, essentially if it, if it can find it, uh, and it'll just play it and it cues up. So everyone hitting play and we were put it. So I put ultimate showdown in there mm-hmm. and it was such a throwback cause we all made fun of that song and listened to it in high school, uh, <laughs> together. And one of two of the other guys who were on the chat are also high at the time we're playing. So they start like singing super off key to this Chuck Norris part while we're doing this dungeon and wow and like messing up and stuff it was just hilarious <laughs> like nice <laughs> oh yeah, boy. and then uh maybe one of the other only things i'd bring up as noteworthy was uh wild hearts the new uh there was EA a new trailer game that yep. looks very much in the vein of monster hunter oh it is 100% a monster hunter yeah monster hunter genre game yeah uh look cool i think they showed off a a monster that's already been uh announced i don't think there was anything new in the trailer but it was a good trailer Mm. yeah they showed off like three or four of the monsters that are in the game i do remember whatever the frozen wolf was was a big one that they featured in Mm. that trailer which is, I think, one of the newest ones they've talked about. But yeah, it's 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 going to get looked at. I'm probably going to get it. I'm hesitant, not because uh, not because it's a de facto to Monster Hunter as much as it's EA. EA is always yeah. a a big <laughs> caution symbol. Always. Lest we not forget, uh, what was the what was the one with the jetpacks? Uh, I'm gonna Google it. It's gone to like two ninety nine in some yeah. places. I think. Uh, oh, come on, Anthem. Anthem. Yep. Yes. I, t- I googled EA Jetpack game. First was all Anthem. <laughs> uh, yeah, Anthem. Yeah, lest we not forget Anthem. Right. Or them acquiring studios, having them do like one or two games, and then shutting them down. 
Uh, well, it's come up a lot in the quizzes because I feel, you know, my familiarity with Bullfrog is up there. But yeah, mm-hmm. the the Bullfrog being one of those uh, such studios, the original, uh, I don't remember their name, but the original Dead Space developers. Visceral? Visceral Games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Another another EA victim. Um, yeah. Yeah, and now they're working on the remake, and despite my vet, better judgment, I have it pre-ordered. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I mean, from while, from what I've seen, the remake does look promising. Uh, Callisto Protocol came out recently. I, have I haven't picked it up. I haven't heard great things about it, so we haven't gotten mm. it yet. I've dipped my toes into it, and it's interesting. Um, combat, I have yet to get one hundred percent. But from what uh, Charlie or Moist Critical has said in his review, it's very basic where you. Dodge left, dodge right, dodge left, and then you can. It's very much like a sort of like a pseudo turn based combat for melee. You can't just go at it over and over again. So, mm. interesting. I haven't picked it up yet, not because I didn't want to, because the little game store that I get stuff from doesn't always get things. So, I'm waiting for them to mm-hmm. get it. For instance, I only just got Stray last week, so mm. they finally were able to get it in. Because like some of their, they've had a, another supplier issue, where they've one of their suppliers has dropped carrying some Sony games, so mm. all together, so they're having to find new suppliers and stuff like that. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, I still try to buy locally. That's that's why I don't have games right on time sometimes these days. Um, did I tell you guys about the Pokemon Violet Scare? Scarlet and Violet Scare? I don't no, think so. So, uh, I say scares, and I thought they didn't have it when it came out. Now, not that I'm so much a Pokemon fan that I have to play it day one. However... My daughters, who are super big Pokemon fans, needed to play it day one, according to them. So I was a little concerned <laughs> because they've been hyped up. And part of their birthday present was pre-ordering, essentially, this game so they could have it. Um, mm-hmm. They also got other presents. We just, I just said it was part of their birthday because they wanted it for their birthday and it wasn't out yet. So they were going to get it anyways. <laughs> but Right. They were just that eager. They're like, no, 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 we want to pre-order it for a birthday. I was like, okay, okay, well, we'll pre-order it. And like, I didn't tell them that you were going to get it anyways, but okay. Um, so we get a message, or my brother gets a message from Jared that uh, they were having troubles with UPS and UPS didn't ship out anything to them the, when they were supposed to. So mm. Chauncey asked, so what didn't arrive? And Jared responded, nothing. Now, I thought this was weird because if he, there was a problem with the Pokemon stuff, he would have told me. He knew how much that I was looking looking to get, you know, 
a double pack for the girls and then a double pack for me and Chance to play. So I thought it was weird that Jared wasn't messaging me also, but whatever. Uh, maybe he just figured Chance and I were together and Chance would tell me because, of course, he did. And, of course, we were together because we worked together and lived together. So I'm, like, trying to think of, like, okay, so do we go to Walmart and pick stuff up? Like, we were going to go into the store anyways just to see, like, what did show up by that time. So we get there and Jared is like, oh, no, no, we have Pokemon. It was all of Chauncey's magic cards that he ordered didn't show up. Mm-hmm. So all of the context was magic cards. And I, because Jared didn't clarify that that was what was missing, not the Pokemon stuff. I was like, what do I got to do? What do I got to do? <laughs> so that was a bit of a scare that we weren't going to mm-hmm. have. Cause if I don't have it, when the girls show up, they weren't going to play it for like two weeks. Cause they weren't going to be here. Cause they're not only here the other weekend now. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, what does what does Chance think about all the, uh, for lack of a better word, fuckery that is going on with MTG right now? He he. Uh, so we actually used to do a pot. I used to have a, him on for a podcast set review every time, and we would get a little into that. Um, but I still do talk about magic with him quite a bit. Uh. He his opinion of magic, you have to understand what Chauncey is. And Chauncey is a whale when it comes to magic and cards and that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. we're talking he'll spend thousands on a set. Did times. he invest in the uh, reprints of cards that they said they were never going to reprint? Uh, no. He did not, um, and there's a huge reason because they technically didn't lie because they aren't reprints. They are what they call proxies. They are not real cards. Yes, it's a loophole, but it's essentially still this. Oh, no, still no, no, no. what they said. It's bad all around. They wouldn't do. Because you're paying $1,000 for A, something they said they wouldn't do. B, it's $1,000 mm-hmm. for cardboard. C, it's not legal in most tournaments, because you're not allowed to use proxies, especially official tournaments. Mm-hmm. So Chauncey got really offended that a lot of people at the card shop just assumed he was going to buy it because he is such a whale for magic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was like, you have to understand, Chauncey. They just don't they don't know you. They just know you buy magic. Like mm-hmm. He's like, I'm not that stupid. I would not pay $1,000 for nothing. Like, Well, also, like... I, I know that you saw my post on mm-hmm. on Twitter. I mean, that and all the other stuff just sort of seems like a slap in the face to the whole community. Like so, not just to the not just by pricing out the players with that, but like with the amount of stuff that they have releasing just like because Philip DeFranco actually covered it on his show last week, I think it was. He was talking about how a almost like every week there's been something coming out or like every month there's been something coming out and that in and of in a certain sense is pricing out players because Mm -hmm. not everyone has that disposable income to just buy new sets and new 
groups of cards that are coming out so with that frequent uh capacity so, and then they're also with other avenues with their amazon uh selling avenue they're essentially pushing out the uh brick and mortar stores the local card shops that are largely responsible for the success of magic the gathering yeah and because what they are is a business and they see the short term and not the long term that's yeah mm -hmm. it's yeah, yeah it's pretty bad but uh sasha for some context um a lot of the reason why this came up is because uh wizards of the coast who does magic was investigated uh by some financial corporations and they were their credit uh something was reduced uh as a result and publicly so because of the devalue of the product and because of the so much products and the terrible product and all this other stuff going around with magic the gathering it's going to be hard to see magic the gathering fail it's not going to be a overnight thing however this is a road to it um it is on a path that could potentially mm -hmm. see the death of the card game. Yeah, and I think you mentioned their quality. Well, that was another thing that they touched on, too, was that the quality of the product has deteriorated, too. And they showed, like, pictures of cards that were just, like, flexing because the whatever printing method or whatever card stock mm -hmm. they're using it's isn't up to par. Yeah. It's more money. More money on the short term. Yeah, it's the way they operate. They're... I, so Chauncey's opinion has largely been neutral. He's not happy about what's going on, but Magic is his favorite game, un unwaveringly so. Mm -hmm. uh, and he still buys it, and he will still continue to buy it as long as they are selling it, if he finds the cards in it interesting. He has reduced how much he is buying, and that has been... We're not talking, like, as an addict or anything. <laughs> he still buys mm -hmm. a lot, but uh, he's no longer buying cases of things. He's no longer <clears throat> trying to keep sealed product like he does. Mm -hmm. Uh, he's just sort of like buying a box just so he can open cards and then buying a box later on so he can open cards. Like he just not, he's not as invested as he was. Um, that's also partly because, um, our local group of friends that, that play are not lo no longer going to the commander league that he plays in. They're like, he's like the last person that he knows at this commander league essentially like there's other people that he's known for a little while there but like like i said with like my local flesh and blood community that i was doing that's dead gone we don't even i didn't even like if we play flesh and blood it's because my friend trevor comes in and we play a match together and then he goes home and and then i play pokemon with jared like that's it like a, no no tournaments nothing going on uh the amount like this card store that's next door that that partially caused some of that um is also largely killing its own league by 
different things they do, like charging a surcharge when you buy stuff that is the credit card fee, which is still illegal in Ohio, yeah. and they still do it sometimes. Um, All right. <laughs> they got closed by the state of Ohio a couple months ago um, for something. Uh, but there was a state of Ohio sign on their door that said this business is closed until, until further notice. Um, somehow they got their butts and gears and got, got the reopened by the afternoon the next day. Um, hmm. that I like, I don't know what goes on in that store. I don't like that store. I've been very vocal about not liking that store for a long time. I've been very vocal about not liking that store in that store to that store's owner several times. <laughs> like nice. I mean, I'm not I'm not shy about it. I there's there's just they suck. Like they they do a lot of things that are not quite unlike a large business in the short term, whatever they feel is fair, whatever they feel works for them, you know, hurting the customers, hurting the local community for certain games, like all the kind of stuff. It just sucks. And mm. so Chauncey has, because of that also been sort of pulling back from magic because that was his only source to play. However, we mm. got, th he got thrown a lifesaver by a lightly known acquaintance of his. When we were out uh, at, at roosters the other day with my friend, Matt, who's also a big magic player. Um, mm -hmm. they were talking about magic stuff and this guy, apparently his name's blue. Uh, was apparently a manager at roosters that used to play magic at that same store with Chauncey talked about this new store. We kind of know about it. We don't go there very often cause it's on the clear other side of chill coffee and they do mostly do Yu-Gi-Oh there and we don't play mm -hmm. Yu-Gi-Oh talked about they're starting a commander league and Chauncey might be going to that now instead. So he might be getting some more. Okay opportunity to play i actually made him give me back my commander deck he's had it up in his room for about a year because like i actually do want to start so literally right here on my desk is my commander deck nice oh it came out ta-da like so i i've been getting a little back into it too i want to update this deck I'm keeping up with my Hydras. Mm -hmm. I think I've showed you guys both that before. I've got a new Hydra to, to put in. It's not in the binder yet. It's been sitting on my desk because I've been lazy about it. But <laughs> that's my investment. It's Hydras. That's it. Mm -hmm. I didn't have to buy Fair those. Enough. Those are just extras of Chauncey's because they're not worth anything. They're just Raiders. <clears throat> so, yeah. Well, that was a long magic discussion. Uh, sorry. <laughs> um, so anything else going on uh, with you guys? Want to talk about something you're playing this week? Or are we good to, good to close it out? I have no idea how long we've been going. I have not been watching. Just about to hit two hours. No, I haven't been playing anything. I've just been working and finding little chunks of time to read Fire and Blood. Yeah. Yeah, I was listening to a lot of audiobooks recently, but then getting back on WoW kind of jut that down, and I haven't been listening a lot. So I've only been listening when we go on walks. Still doing the uh, Game of Thrones, like, Dinosaur Lords. 
Mm-hmm. So, I recently got a copy of uh, "I'm Glad My Mom Died" by Jeanette McCurdy. I think I, I remember so, you mentioned that. Yeah. So I'll probably be reading that, even though I've already listened to the audiobook version. Hmm. I mean, it's always I always reread stories that I like. I mean. Claire Quintet that I talked about, I think I've listened to it twice and read it three times. Like, it's pretty often for me. Still mm. been doing the art and stuff. I've been slow on it, but my next piece will be done here probably next couple days. Got one nice. s- subject left. One object, like, I decided to do my whole Pokemon team. And then when I got done, I was like, well, to be fair... It's not just the six Pokemon that I had on my team at the end when I beat the Elite Four. I had a Pokemon that I really like and I still keep when I rotate in every once in a while. So I'm adding that seventh one into the piece that I didn't think about. And yeah, which is Toad's Accrual. I love it. Do I talk to you about this one? Maybe. I think so, yeah. 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 The, the mushroom that is a Toad yes. tentacle. Yes, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love it. I have first named her Toadette. Now she's a fun gal. Because mm. you can rename without going to a renamer. Yeah. That's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. I guess that'll be it for tonight, folks. Um, potentially a monster hunter episode next week we'll figure it out maybe not we haven't been doing doing a lot of monster hunter i haven't even downloaded the new expansions to our free content yet not even once yeah i have fallen off of playing monster hunter so so we might just make that another wild card episode or do something else like we'll figure it out um because end of the year is coming up and then we'll do our own top games of the year discussion in January um, which I'm super excited for it's my favorite episodes that we do of the year mm-hmm. we have to talk a lot about games that we got to play <laughs> and then we were supposed to do the Mass Effect thing but Brian got uh, held up at work uh, apparently Life. I, didn't t- I didn't tell you what it- <clears throat> I didn't tell you what it was Sasha but like they had a release. There's he's a software company. They had a release go so bad that like uh, he was called in to help afterwards. Like the vendor is livid. <laughs> I get it. I get it. There's there's times where I have hmm. to put a lot more time into work than I would love to do. But... Mm-hmm. I mean, like I'm. Yeah, well, it's gonna I be next working, weekend I'm, for me. <laughs> it's yeah. Next weekend uh, is the... So, I don't have the girls this weekend, but I have them next weekend all the way through Tuesday. And then I don't have them until Christmas Eve uh, late at night, but then I have them again all through that week. Because uh, Christmas Eve, I think, is Friday? Christmas Eve is a Saturday. Or Saturday. Saturday. So, I'm getting them a Saturday night, and then Sunday through Wednesday I'm giving them. I, I'd have to check my phone but so i have them a lot more the next two weekends so i'm glad for that but i was hoping to have a nice easy rest this week this weekend but like i said dad ruined it he made us have to move a bunch of heavy crap 
out of the <laughs> garage. I was not happy. <laughs> so, um, thanks everyone for listening and watching, and uh, we will we will catch you next week with something. So, later. Bye. Bye.